Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Deerwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Squope Real Estate. Your host, David Squope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine, if you're into it, we're into it. Now, here's your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four, asphalt or dirt track racing, off-road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. Is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports-related activity for the full hour here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, I tell you, a lot of a lot of stuff going on um, in uh, NASCAR, IndyCar, um, and of course in the sports world. And I mean, to get it started, I mean, Dan, I, I'm still trying to understand what in the world the World Baseball Classic was because I googled it, um, and apparently um, they, they've only had like five of them. Um, and because I was thinking maybe it was like the Olympics of baseball or something, but uh, uh, what a cool single elimination tournament! Yeah, well, the, the answer to the question of what is the World Baseball Classic <laughs> is it's awesome. That's that's all you need to know, I think. But okay. it's you know, uh, there's been five of them uh, every four years ish, and so it's just yeah, the attempt at like the World Cup for soccer. Uh, Baseball is an increasingly world world loved sport. Yeah, so they just want to spread it. It's a cool way to spread the game. So I was just kind of curious because you know, like uh, uh, we were talking the other day um, about like how Chase Elliott went out and he was snowboarding and got hurt. Um, and then so I was thinking about okay, well this World Baseball Classic. I mean, because I mean it's less than a week now, right? Uh, opening day of baseball, um, and somebody gets like hurt in a tournament like that. Um, I mean, one, should they be playing in a tournament like that? And two, if they get hurt, what's the impact of their season uh, for MLB? Yeah, there's certainly an impact. Guys get hurt. Guys go out. They're celebrating or they're just playing baseball, and that's what happens. Guys throw hard. That's what's going to happen. And I think you know, there's been a couple injuries during the World Baseball Classic, and in all of those situations, the players have said, I was playing baseball anyway. This was for the love of my country. Get over it. You know, stuff happens. Well, and I, I think you were brutally honest uh, in the uh, uh, assessment of how the Chase Elliott situation with uh, uh, doing something, uh, you know, personally snowboarding versus these guys are playing the sport they're going to be playing. Uh, because uh, I think, RJ, I think you were telling me that um, somebody got hurt in spring training. So they weren't even playing in the World Baseball Classic, and they still got hurt. So there's really no no guarantee there. But uh, uh, but I thought it was uh, it was a great um, insight there. Um, also, I mean, my I'm sorry uh, that Tennessee was eliminated in the in the tournament, but um, but San Diego State. I mean, that's kind of cool. I was absolutely shocked to hear that we had had no Mountain West teams that had made it into the lead eight. Yeah, that's awesome. That's I mean, wait, they beat Bama that. You know, no way to do better than that. That's they've got my full support. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, I know that you know you definitely have that anti-Alabama, um, which of course, listening to NASCAR, I mean, I'm always um, hearing about um, about Alabama. But uh, you've been doing like triple duty now, uh, RJ. Uh, good morning, welcome to the show. Um, doing uh, stuff out at uh, at the casino, uh, so you've had to 
had to watch some college basketball. That uh, I'm not sure you've been watching that. But what do you think about um, the first time in well, maybe a long time or maybe ever that you have no number one seeds in the Elite Eight? I mean, it was kind of a thing that we were talking about where there's not a true, like, dominant force pretty much going on in the NCAA tournament at the moment. And just to see everything happen where, I mean, San Diego State, they play their style no matter who they go against. Right. And that's the one thing. Alabama was, I think, the fourth highest scoring team in the nation. Well, they were the number one overall seed. Number one overall seed. They had two guys that are going to go in the draft. Everyone's like, okay, this is just a talented team. But San Diego State, being a bunch of veteran players, I mean, these are juniors and seniors. They're, they're thicker. They're bigger. They're just, they know how to play their system and they just, pressured everything Alabama's doing and the second half alone they had seven blocks so that's just the thing where they just realized hey we're going all out to defend the paint Alabama just didn't have the best shooting night and it was back and forth but to see that matchup I was actually at Route 66 I was watching with Joe O'Neill the owner of the station and to see this game it's just like no this could this could happen it was going back and forth but they had the lead going the halftime it was an exciting game and Tell you the truth, that was the toughest matchup for them, no question, just because the uh, offensive power of Alabama. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see if they keep up this up. Who knows? They could take all the way. They're only one game away from the Final Four, so let's see it happen. So, okay, so here's here's a here's where racing comes into this whole conversation. Okay, so this weekend uh, they're racing at Coda Circuit of the Americas, which is a road course, which would be slightly different, which would mean maybe. Like let's say uh, a pro, you know, a pro football team all of a sudden um, is now playing in an arena, you know, an arena, you know. So it's a different, it's a different venue, right? But it's the same team. And then all of a sudden, you've got guys that are also in the game that are from other disciplines or other sports. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you got the shortstop, you know, that comes in from, you know, from the Japanese team or whatever, um, and the dynamics of of what that makes that. Uh, you know, the difference between the sports and that. So I know you do a lot of stuff with, with betting um, and different things. And I'm just curious, I mean, what kind of monkey wrench does that throw into the whole thing when all of a sudden you've got a two-time world champion Formula One driver, you got a, another Formula One driver that his last win was at the track that you're at. I mean, of course, you know, there's an extra 3,000 pounds in the vehicle and, you know, and maybe 20% the same amount of, uh, of downforce. Um, and you know, you got a, a guy from, you know, a road racing, you know, background as well. And then the top five times in practice are all the winners of road course races last year in NASCAR. So, I mean, to me, that, that is like the ultimate shakeup of, you know, all of a sudden inviting, you know, what, what, what were you talking about the other day, uh, Dan, you know, like some softball, you know, some softball league superstar all of a sudden, you know, starting for the Yankees. Or something like that. I mean, that that's what that's what was going on in NASCAR this week is such a big shakeup like that. No, and I could see. I mean, I always think of it as kind of what happened with Jace Elliott with going to Barry was kind of a thing. Like you, you bet on the car, you bet on the right. team, you bet on everything. Where Barry, even though you know he was a younger guy, not many people heard of him. He was, I think, like betting aspect. He was like top ten and like 
you know, most people bet on just because, like, no, I still like the team. I still like the car. Right. So that's one thing. Even though these racers are comfortable in Coda being a road course and everything, people still just bet their driver. They bet the team. So you're still going to see people loving, you know, Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman and Bush. And you're going to see those still, I think, almost be the favorites, even though it's not their discipline. That's the thing I'm kind of excited about where I want to go with the exact odds and see – Man, if if this guy knows how to race this track, guess what? I'm I'm on his side. Right. He's been there before, so that's what makes this track just so much more exciting. Where I'm, I'm I'm making sure I'm watching this thing at Coda, just because it is a kind of a, it is a spectacle. But I think racing disciplines all at one course is going to be amazing to watch. I I'm, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. especially watching practice uh, yesterday and trying to hustle those those cars through. Um, the corners and, you know, I mean, basically being on three wheels, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with and the, the abuse that the car was taken. Uh, so I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, you're right. The guys from the other disciplines now have to try and figure out with, uh, you know, pit speed and and Formula One, you know, average pit stop is like two point four seconds in 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 uh, NASCAR is like 12 seconds. Whoa. I mean the difference between that, yeah. I mean they're they're not. And, well, of course, and they're also putting fuel in the car. In Formula One, they you know they don't refuel. They nope. you know uh, they feel that it's too unsafe you know to have have the fuel uh, refilling going on. Even though that they're going to go back to that you know. So the the rules keep changing. All right. Well, there's uh, we got a whole lot more coming up, including we're going to get to the Law Tigers event calendar um, on the other side. We're going to also talk some diecast cars um, as well as uh, the final segment. We're actually going to um, talk to John Haverlin with the action at Coda. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. This is Kyle Larson, driving number 5 DL1 Camaro for Hendrick Motorsports. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017-15. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Halburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. And uh, I was uh, was checking the uh, the Facebook. I was checking Facebook yesterday and saw that Lyle Greenberg over at the uh, Texas Motorplex um, at the Funny Car Chaos ran a 3.66. It's 207 on the eighth. Um, that actually sets him up to he qualified in third uh, for the big event that's going on out there today. So. Uh, talking about drag racing, man, we've got to jump into the La Tiger event calendar. Uh, what's going on at Albuquerque uh, Dragway this weekend, RJ? Of course. No, we always got to start off with the great local events that we have going on. Albuquerque Dragway is actually going to have a Sunday show. It's going to be the only event going on this weekend. So it's going to be the Europe Performance Street to Strip. It's going to be from 11 to 4. And they've been getting on, hopefully, you know, good vibes, good everything on the weather coming up. But you know what? It's a great week of racing. They have a lot of stuff planned up. April's going to be one of the most jam-packed months, I mean, from car shows to racing oh, yeah. to everything. So, you know what? Let, get, let's get a Sunday show in. Let's get a good rhythm going just for an amazing thing that comes for Albuquerque Dragway. Yeah, when you started, you know, I, I looked out the window because I was like, 
is it snowing? Is it sunny? Is it 100-mile-an-hour winds? I mean, it's been kind of hard. I think we had everything yesterday. Uh, but go ahead and mark your calendars. The uh, next bracket race they got out there um, is next Sunday, April 2nd. The Derek Sanchez Memorial uh, is going to be going out at Albuquerque Dragway. So definitely want to get out there for that. Uh, racing starting. Uh, actually, I guess the season started um, a week ago down at Vado Speedway, but this is the first time they're going to have the NMMRA Power I360 non-wings, and we know uh, uh, Spencer's been sweating it out. He picked up his motor on Thursday night, and they're they're racing tonight. So uh, um, I hope he gets a nap or something in, because I mean he's been. What did he tell us the other day? He had like. Four hours of sleep over like three days or something like that. Yeah, no, a lot of stuff going on, especially when you're, you know, he also lost a, you know, lost a man, part of his crew. So it's just like everything that oh, he does man. to it. So, hey, from New Mexico Motorsports Report, good luck today, Spencer. Hopefully you're out there getting a good job racing. But they're not, they're going to have the non wing sprints, of course. They're also going to have the AMODs, stock cars, super trucks, and pure stocks. They're all going to be racing out at Vado this weekend, where the gates are open at 5. Racing starts at 7.30. They had an off week last week, so they pretty much wrapped up. This is their opening. This is what everything's going on. It's part of their weekly racing series. So Vado, amazing stuff going on. Good luck to Spencer, of course, and all the other racers. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about some of the other dirt tracks. So you've got Sandia, Alien, um, and it looks like Legacy are all... Uh, Legacy is the old uranium capital. I'm going to keep doing that for a little while, so just everybody knows in in grants. All three of those um, have an open practice session next Saturday. Uh, Aztec Speedway um, on April 1st, they're actually going to have a uh, a race car car show um, at uh, at Lock Street Eats, um, and of course their season will officially start. Practice will be April 8th, and they'll open April 14th and 15th. Uh, green flag drops at seven o'clock. That's uh, up at Aztec Speedway. Um, while thinking about racing, I want to give a quick shout out to um, friend of the show uh, Walt Hallowell. Um, Walt, uh, just to let you know, um, is, is doing good. Had some more surgery this week, but um, had fallen uh, back early February um, and uh, and had to have several surgeries and um, had trouble with his right ankle um, and. I was talking to Walt the other day, and in a true racer fashion, he's trying to figure out how he can design uh, something on his right foot so that when he has to use the right foot for the brake, because he does left foot brake as well, but um, doesn't want to blow out his ankle. you, you got to love a racer. And all he's doing is sitting there about how he can figure out how to get back in the race car. So I want to give a, a, a quick shout-out to Walt Hallowell. Hallowell um, he owns Electronic Money Company, and uh, they do uh, electronic credit card processing. So. Anyway, uh, get well soon, Walt. Uh, we'll see you out there. Uh, Moriarty MX, uh, what about two wheels, man? What's going on? Yeah, so they have always their Sunday fun day event that they always have planned out, and this is where all the tracks are going to be uh, prepped and watered and ready to go. It's the Yucca Point Main MX as well as the DKD Electric Mini that they have going on. It's going to be a Sunday from noon to 5, so a perfect time, hopefully, everything out there to go out racing. But, hey, two-wheel racing at Moriarty, they kick up to so some amazing stuff going on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll clarify that. It's DKD Electric, and it's the mini track. So uh, it's not electric minis, so I just want to let everybody know. And, and nobody nobody was confused, but I just thought it sounded important. Oh, right. I appreciate it. All right, so uh, uh, let's jump into some car shows, man. So uh, last night, uh, Tacos and Rides at Cafe Bella, 
but you also had uh, Mike Gonzalez, owner of Cafe Bella, uh, rolled out to the West Texas Roundup at Cook's Garage in Lubbock, Texas. It was all pre-63 and a car swap meet. And that's going on today also, so you can still shoot over to uh, uh, Lubbock and check it out because it's going to about 1030 tonight. So check this out. $1,500 cash cash prize for the best of show in that show. Now, Worth it, going. Worth it, going out I was there. going to say, it might almost take me $1,500 to go to Lubbock. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, um, but I'd have to be guaranteed to win. So we know that that doesn't necessarily work. Uh, but anyway, uh, you got some other car shows uh, on here, some I've never seen before. Uh, tell me about them. Yeah, we've got some cool ones that are kind of on the lineup today. So first one's going to be uh, the the Little Big Man's Benefit Car Show, where it's going to be from 11 to 4. It's going to be at, on 2020 Manal. It's at the Ramada Plaza Hotel. And this year, pretty much, it's 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 a big fundraiser event where they're donating to the a new organization called Help Me Grow, where 50% of the sales will go to the Help Me Grow organization. There's going to be live performances, great cars, food, vendors. There's going to be some special guests. They're going to have a the Eldoran, which is one of these classic cars that they have to some of these events. So it's kind of like the main show car that they're bringing out. And overall, it just seems like a fun event. This is their fourth one, it looks like. And it's also kind of like a concert. So they always try to make sure, hey, it's a car culture. It's going to be music. It's for a cause. It's a great time. So, hey, if you're in the area, don't be afraid to go out to the Mata Plaza from 11 to 4 today. That's right by our office, man. Heck, yeah. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> just uh, just to the west of our office. All right, so uh, also going on, you got the North New Mexico Street Riders. Yeah, so it, it's time of the season. Like I said, everything's revving up. April's jam-packed. This is going to be the first one where they're actually doing their version of, hey, we've done something like this, a poker run. So it's the North New Mexico Riders. It's their poker run where they're going to meet at the Harley-Davidson out in Farmington. They have a bunch of different stops, of course, all around. But it's pretty much they meet there at 9. The rollout's going to start at 10. And, hey, you're going to go to Aztec, you're going to go to Bloomfield. They have a few other races. But, hey, it's a fun event. It's a, t- it's a place where you meet great cars. You travel a little bit around the city. You get to kind of compete with others. It's a cool thing. So, hey, if you're on the area, go support and meet at the Harley-Davidson at 9. Awesome. And then you've also got uh, East Mountain Cars and Coffee, uh, family and friends just uh, rolling 830 to 1030. Uh, but you got a dealer's car show uh, with a killer lineup. What is that about? Yeah, so pretty much it's uh, the dealer's car show. It's going to be at the sister bar that's kind of in the in the Knob Hill kind of area. Okay. And it's kind of the same thing where it's a car show SAS concert series that they have. It's a local showcase. So they're going to have groups like The Crown. They're going to have uh, Johnny Bad Luck as well as Ronnie, which are like kind of big uh, local local people that come out there, but it's going to be live opponents. They're going to roll through for spring afternoon with uh, music. They're going to have the cars kind of as the sun go down to be like the main attraction. But, hey, it's, it seems like a cool thing where it's more of these, like, block parties that we've been talking about. Cool. So it's something to keep an eye out. That's going to be tomorrow, guys. So it's going to be a Sunday event. It's going to start around noon. Like I said, the main car show is going to be from 3 to sundown. So, hey, it's a cool all-day event. Go on support. Well, then, I mean, you could actually start by uh, tomorrow swinging by Rust is Gold between 9 and 11. It's the first women's moto meetup. Uh, they're going to have a bike demo and a classic uh, and a uh, clinic on working on bikes. And, of course, uh, the guys had me on their uh, their podcast um, like a, a week or so. I think that they finally edited because with all my ums and all kinds of other stuff, I did not curse by the way, so they didn't have to edit that. Even on social media, you can get away with it. 
but Rust is Gold meet up tomorrow, 9 to 11. And they have some super cool classic motorcycles in that. Because they do, uh, they do the bikes at the beginning, at the end of the month, and they do classic cars at the beginning of the month. So, uh, uh, slide by, Rust is Gold. Now, I do have to warn you. I had a cup of coffee the other day from there. Um, and I, in the middle of the afternoon, I was thinking, man, it sounds, it sounds good. I was a little tired. Dude, I couldn't go to sleep. I mean, so you get your money's worth there. Uh, good stuff. It revved you up a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. It revved me up. So if you're uh, feeling down, you need a little pick-me-up, Rust is Gold uh, on uh, 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 on Eubank and uh, what, Comanche uh, right there. So anyway, all right. Well, we got a whole lot more coming up on the other side. Uh, we're going to be talking some die-cast cars. That's right. House of Cars is in the house. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is Vinny Hamlin of the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7, the team. This is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio 1017, The Dean. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Driveway, Albert's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 on the team. So, uh, we talk about Yearwood quite a bit. Uh, Yearwood Performance. They've been getting it done since 1968. Your home for go-fast parts. Uh, giving you the edge on the track and the street, knowledge of what to use and how to use it. Um, and, of course, I'm always forgetting the fuel so you can get Torco Racing Fuel ready to go in uh, convenient five-gallon containers. Uh, oldest and largest speed shop, yearwoodperformance.com. I will say that they have everything in that 5,000 square foot. But one thing they don't have is die-cast cars. And uh, and so joining us actually with uh, House of Cars is Oscar. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, uh, first off, uh, I hope that they get your place open um, I mean, you've been with Outlet Electricity for uh, three, four days now, um, and uh, it, how's how's that going? I mean, it, do you think it might might be open today? Uh, I, I doubt it very seriously. We're uh, in the uh, folds of bureaucracy right now, yes. waiting for someone to uh, say, "Let's let's go ahead and hook it up." Well, that was very nicely said. Let let let's move on to the star, the cars, and the diecast cars. Uh, first off. Uh, I mean, how did you how did you get started? Um, was it as a kid and, and collecting collecting Hot Wheels, and then you just got so many? It's like, well, now I got a job. Well, my age is Matchbox. Yeah, way back. Um, started there, and then of course, as, as you grow older, you, those things tend to get set back. So, started back seriously collecting in the mid '90s, and uh, it's just grown from there. When I retired, everybody says, "Well, you need to do this and start a store." So. I finally gave in and started one here uh, four months ago, so we're looking forward to being there for quite some time yet. You have quite a collection. Um, I was amazed at, um, I mean, I thought I knew about diecast, you know, but I get in there and it's like I'm a rookie. I mean, I don't really know as much as I thought. Um, how how many different 
diecast types of diecasts? I mean, are there hundreds, if not thousands? There's uh, so many manufacturers you just can't name them all, and every one has their own niche where they're uh, producing those cars that they like and that they think people will collect. Wow. You just went to a big show in Vegas. Yes, sir. Um, were, were, were there some new things there that just kind of caught your eye you think might see in the stores pretty soon? I think the biggest uh, eye-opener for me there was the what they're calling the NFC or the NFT cars, uh, okay. the virtual uh, trading world that we're going to be coming into here. It started with Hot Wheels, now Neverland data is into it as well. I think we're going to be seeing more of that uh, coming in as the collectors start to accept more and more of that virtual reality uh, type diecast. Your current collectors, what 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 are they collecting? Um, are they standing to a particular brand, a genre? Um, what what do you see in collectors? They're looking for things that are unusual, but you still have your diehard Hot Wheels collectors. Some collect M2 Greenlight. But the majority of the collectors here in Albuquerque are, are pretty much uh, in the Hot Wheels, and they, they just love them. We can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking at one time I had about 200 of them, um, and, and i got to admit, it must, it must say something about myself because uh, my mom, when we would go to Kmart, she would say, hey, if, you, if you're a good boy, um, we'll, we'll get a Hot Wheel on, on the way out for you. Um, so having two, I must have been an okay boy. But it must have been a bad boy to have to be bribed like that. Um, are you seeing a lot of people that are even trying to maybe fill out collections they had or even have some pretty rare ones that maybe they want to part with? We do take trade, so we do see some of the older Hot Wheels come in, in trade as well as older types of die cast. And uh, we're even branching out a little bit into model kits now. Oh. So uh, hopefully we can start bringing more of those in. We're, uh, we've also been uh, going down a path with your viewers that have come into the store requesting uh, different types of die casts that we don't normally have in the store. So we're looking at expanding into the dirt cars, more of the drag cars, et cetera. We all know who exactly you're talking about <laughs> um, because uh, Spencer um, has such a collection of vehicles that he actually could um, make up a mock race at tracks. And he's got pictures of, as a kid, that he would actually set up, you know, like a Martinsville track or whatever, and he would have the different die casts. Um, as a matter of fact, you even have display cases um, because I think that's his most recent purchase. Right. We carry a five-tier LED display case. It's uh, really, really looks good when it's put together and you have your cars inside of it. And uh, we just restocked those. They're back in stock now. So, yeah, Spencer loves to come in there <laughs> and enjoys himself very much. So Yeah, ab- absolutely. He's like, uh, he's like I, Dave, why do you make me go over there? So that's why I had to, I had to bring the uh, uh, the rack, which we're, we're getting you another one. But um, uh, I had to bring it over there because he's just like, hey, I, I don't have any budget right at the moment. But um, I remember back in what I would consider one of the heydays of, of, of Hot Wheels, um, back to the custom car builders and, you know, like um, Barris and some of the other um, model builders with the bubble cars and different types of stuff. Um, do you do you see um, a, a an increase in, say, like fantasy cars or, you know, I mean, cars that uh, are more caricatures and, and uh, cartoonish, if you will? You know, those are pretty much... Um the realm of the of the younger collector 
your diehard collectors, they want to see the muscle cars, okay. you know, things that they grew up with. Uh, now that you mentioned the customizers, uh, one of the things that has seen a, a huge explosion over the last few years is the number of customizers for the smaller cars, and there are just literally hundreds of them. And we deal with some of them, and they do absolutely amazing work. Yeah, because I'm thinking of the uh, Rat Fink that you have um, on the wall when you walk in and um, how cartoons, remember the the magazine, that I really wanted to do something in, in our magazine with that. Right. Because, uh, I, I mean, I had, I, collect, I had cartoons, I had the trading cards, I had um, all of that stuff. But the other thing I noticed that um, I hadn't really thought about was that you have uh, collections based on vehicles in TV shows or movies. Um, as a matter of fact, I mean, not to come back to Spencer again, but he had um, like uh, Yellowstone or something. He had right. like the the truck and and the trailer with that. And I thought, well, I I guess I mean he he does dioramas too with with his uh, reptiles. And we were talking too, way too much about him, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, I mean, it's almost like you know dioramas with with diecast cars as well. Right, right. They do that, and there's a lot of people that collect movie cars, yeah. and uh, so we, we stock those. And uh, Disney, people like the Disney cars. Uh, and we just received the new Disney 100th Anniversary Hot Wheels Premium sets wow. that are available. And we also received in the new uh, Speed Machine Hot Wheels. So those are also available. But people tend to, again, purchase what they like and collect what they like, and we try to have a little bit of everything for everybody. And thank you for um, kind of going that direction a little bit because I was I was wondering um, how girls in collecting um, on on younger girls with diecast cars are you seeing also a growth in um, you know fathers and daughters you know collecting cars together we see a few and we're very very happy to see some of the younger generation coming in and being excited about it. Uh, you hear people talk about how pe- how younger people they want to be on their video games all the time and everything and so it's nice to see them come in with their parents and and actually take an interest in 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 collecting that's fantastic so how would people connect with you i mean do you got a uh, website facebook what's what's the best way to we're connect? on facebook uh, house of cars new mexico we're also on instagram and they can come by the store. Uh, our website is up, but there's nothing there yet because we're still <laughs> waiting to set it up. Yeah. Um, and they can, you know, we're open 10 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday. We're closed Sundays and Mondays. Uh, however, as you said earlier, we are without power right now. And we have no idea when the power is going to be restored. Yeah. Um, the phone number they can contact us uh, when it's working right. is uh, 505-361-2193. And uh, be patient with us because I said we have no power. Right. So we'll, we'll get back to you just as quickly as we can. So the other day you were kind of telling me about um, some of the uh, the shows on Facebook about car collecting and um, and that. Uh, how much of the Internet, I mean, are you getting calls from, like, out of the city, out of state um, to see if you have, you know, a, a certain die cast in stock or anything? We do. Through our Facebook page uh, and through the telephone calls, uh, we've had people from California that will drive out here to pick up something just to take a road trip. Wow. And uh, we have people from Amarillo, Oklahoma, that have heard about us and are, are and they're coming over to the store. So we appreciate the uh, the word that's being spread. We're looking forward to helping all the collectors here. So uh, it's been a, an exciting ride so far, and we're looking to more. Awesome. 
Hey, thank you for uh, coming in this morning. Um, yesterday, I really wasn't sure if it was going to be snow and none of us were going to be here. The guys are probably like, why did you text me last night going, well, let's check the weather in the morning. Uh, but thank you so much for for coming out, Oscar, and uh, uh, we'll we'll keep people posted on things that are going on there. So keep us in the loop. Thank you so much for coming out this morning. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, we got a whole lot more coming up. We're going to talk Coda. Uh, we're going to talk road racing with NASCAR and some of the Formula One ringers that have come in. Uh, with John Haverlin with the Circuit Journal uh, on the other side. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Mark Trex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Albuquerque 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver number 22, Shell Pennzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Slope on ESPN Radio Albuquerque 1017. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance. All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. And we've been talking about uh, off and on during the show today is uh, NASCAR is uh, racing at COTA. Uh, joining us right now is John Haverland with the Circuit Journal. How are you doing this morning, John? I'm doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me on this morning. Absolutely. So uh, uh, just a little bit of background uh, you were actually at uh, Coda and had done the article um, when Tony Stewart uh, first drove uh, a NASCAR car uh, out of Coda. We have come a long way, uh, but uh, but still, uh, NASCAR really hasn't been running at Coda very long. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on kind of the evolution of how NASCAR has really started to uh, embrace road racing and the beautiful facility that is Coda? Yeah, so when Tony Stewart did his uh, stock car demonstration at Coda, it was for the 2019 Formula One, uh, you know, Grand Prix weekend, and I interviewed him after he made his demonstration, and he said this was probably a good track that has legitimate four or five solid passing opportunities. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, two years later, uh, Coda was put on the 2021 schedule, and it's uh, entering its third year now on the NASCAR circuit, and I, it feels like it's one of those weekends that people really want to watch. And the reason I think that is just, you know, just casually scroll, scrolling through Twitter. Uh, I see a lot of industry people heading to Coda this weekend, and everyone seems to be really excited. And it's making me feel like I'm missing out a bit because uh, <laughs> I love going to Coda. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen F1 there. I've seen IndyCar there, and I've seen NASCAR there. It's just such a great facility. Austin's a cool city, and uh, the track itself, is it's, it's enormous, but it's huge. And if you ever get a chance to go up to that observation tower you get quite the view from up there yeah i guess uh uh you had ross Chastain went over there and dropped a watermelon um from it uh this week and i i mean the splatter must have been absolutely amazing uh but you've got the the top 14 uh drivers are uh the fastest times are all within one second uh yeah tyler reddick uh kyle larson ross Chastain last year's winner kyle bush and daniel suarez 
Um, I mean, those guys were all road course uh, winners from last year, of course. Uh, you have uh, Chase Elliott that, that's out with an injury. Uh, but names like Jordan Taylor, um, uh, Jensen Button, uh, Kimi Raikkonen, uh, even uh, Jimmy Johnson came back for uh, this race. Connor Daly, uh, an IndyCar driver. Um, I think that that's part of what is so exciting about Coda. Coda is you have these uh, these drivers from other disciplines uh, that just itching to come over um, and give it a shot. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, Jordan Taylor is uh, ninth on the speed chart right now, um, and that's that's just from practice. Uh, what, what do you think that we're going to see with uh, qualifying today? Who do you think we might see on the pole? Yeah, um, man, that's tough. I, I'm looking at the uh, the practice feeds myself right now. I see Reddick, he won, and he, I think he was the one who won the pole uh, when NASCAR made its inaugural start back uh, two years ago. Right. So I could see him up there. Um, obviously, Ross Chastain is the defending winner. Uh, he and Kyle Busch will both also be in the truck race. I think they're both starting, or they're, they both, uh, practiced and got onto the, uh, the first top two spots, first row, if you will. Yep. And then, um, of course, Kyle Larson. I mean, it doesn't matter where he is or what he's <laughs> in. He's, he's fast no matter what. Um, but yeah, Jordan Taylor, um, I was talking to someone last night about this and I was saying, Jordan Taylor is really the guy I have, uh, my eye on. You know, I know Jensen Rotten and Kimi Raikkonen are both Formula One champions, but they're super talented. Um, I feel like Jordan Taylor might be a little better suited because he's used to closed cockpit cars. He's raced uh, IMSA, so he has that experience racing in two-type cars, which might be a little more relatable to a stock car. So I definitely have my eye on him. Uh, he, of course, has a, uh, an existing friendship with Jeff Gordon. They won the 2017 Rolex 24 together. And uh, <laughs> Jordan Taylor, if you, if you follow him on social media, you know he has like a little bit of an alter ego thing, kind of like a joke. He dresses up as a as a Jeff Gordon super fan from the nineties with the George <laughs> and the Rainbow Warrior jacket. Wow. Uh, he called himself Rodney Sandstorm. So I definitely got my uh my eye on Jordan Taylor this weekend for sure. Hey, thank you for explaining that to me. Uh because I, I heard that alter ego thing, um <laughs> I and I was like, What? You know, I was like um and so thank you, because I hadn't actually figured that out. But th- that that's fantastic. Uh but one thing that does surprise me is uh AJ Allmendinger um, is on the pole for Xfinity, but uh, in in speed times he's only 18th uh, when it comes to Cup. Um, do you do you think that he's still got a little bit to work on, or, or do you think he's kind of laying in the weeds a little bit? I think I'll I think he'll figure it out. Uh, he was definitely in contention for the win last year, um, and yeah, I'm looking at his uh, his Xfinity speed and he was a half second faster than second place that's that's absurd um <laughs> yeah but um yeah i mean i, I think he'll he'll figure it out colleague isn't quite winning material yet on the cup side but um you know we got a we got a nice long race for sunday so i, I think he'll be okay yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure he will uh during the race i mean he'll definitely figure it out but one of the things that was really kind of blowing my mind in the s's was how many uh lap times were getting uh disqualified or removed uh, because they would cut the corner. Um, and because especially when I was watching the Xfinity qualifying, uh, there would be all of a sudden uh, you'd see Ty Gibbs that would be out by like a whole second ahead of the whole the whole rest of the group. Um, and then it, it's, they seem to kind of come back together. But that's going to be fascinating to watch how they're going to maybe try and police that during the race. 
I'm I'm not sure that they can. Uh, it, they might end up just tearing up a bunch of cars uh, going over. Now, at least these are not the turtles like that we had the problem uh, with last year on some of the road courses. But um, I don't know, man. It's they're going to try and make a straight line through those S's the best way they can. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of think of it as Sonoma, um, where Sonoma is a little different because when you go off track on the S's. It's it's not pavement. It's it's grass and it's dirt. dirt. Yep. Uh, here it's here it's pavement. So I think guys probably think they could probably get away with it a little bit more. Obviously, we'll see how NASCAR uh, and race control police that. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's not a lot of real estate on that part of the track. It's not really a track designed for stock cars, if you will. It was always meant to be for Formula One. Right. So the track's a little narrower. But yeah, I mean it's it's going to be fun to watch for sure. Uh, Code is one of my favorite race tracks. I think that I've ever been to. It's definitely top five. Um, and it's because the racing is so great there. So, uh, yeah, Xfinity should be fun. Uh, all of them should be fun, really. But, um, yeah, Xfinity should be a great race today. Yeah, big time race. You got two races today with the, uh, uh, the Craftsman trucks. And of course, you got the Xfinity, um, race as well. Okay. Crystal ball. I mean, there's a lot of variables in this one. Um, but who, who do you, who do you pick to win this thing? Uh, for all three, or just Cup Series? Let's let's just try and stay to Cup because uh, I actually think that I, I think that that Ross and Kyle Busch um, are pretty much the two to beat um, in trucks, and I do think that Almondinger and and Gibbs uh, with Gibbs doing double duty, I think are the two to win in Xfinity. Um, I think that NASCAR the Cup is much more interesting. So let let's go with his Cup. I'm going to say Austin Sindrick. Ooh. He's, he's due. I remember, he, if you remember two years ago, he made a couple of starts on the road courses before he was full-time with Penske. He ran pretty well at pretty much all the races. Uh, he was seventh in practice. I got my eye on him. I feel like he's, I feel like he's due for a really good day. Well, that's a good one. I mean, he is, he is a road course specialist. You know, started off last season with, uh, as a rookie, winning the uh, Daytona 500. So, um, and maybe, maybe some of the, the, Strictly Cup fans that didn't uh, watch too much Xfinity, maybe they uh, maybe they weren't aware of that. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that that Kyle Busch has just been lurking in such a way, and the way he's embraced his new role, um, I you know, I really, I, I really think that maybe he might uh, might put everything together. And he's always been a good road course driver, anyway. Oh yeah, for sure. He's 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 a great road course talent. He's a great talent. Period. But he's definitely a guy that kind of stands out. On the road courses, maybe kind of like how uh, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon were really good on them back in the 2000s. They were full-time drivers, but they were also guys that were going to be tough to beat on the road courses. That's what Kyle Busch kind of has turned into over the years. So definitely a solid pick there, too. Well, and I, I think that you've kind of already alluded to um, out of the rest of the what they call the ringers, uh, you think Jordan Taylor uh, we'll probably finish ahead of the rest of them. But out of Formula One, um, uh, uh, Button and Raikkonen, which one do you think is going to finish higher than the other? That's tough. Uh, you know, not for nothing. I did see Kimi Raikkonen win at Coda in 2018. Granted, he was in a Ferrari. Yep. But, <laughs> um, that, that's, that's a tough call. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Kimi, just because he has that one extra race of experience under his belt from racing at uh, Watkins Glen last year. Well, I mean, in turn one, he could make up the difference. I mean, right now you got... Uh, button at 28th fastest, breaking in 32nd, and both of them are ahead of Jim, ahead of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, 
uh, with a qualifying time, qualifying 30, 36 fastest, um, and Connor Daly. Uh, how, how can we, uh, how, how can people follow your, uh, your work this weekend? Yeah, for sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at John Haverlin. It's just my name, J O H N H A V E R L I N. And you can follow, uh, thecircuitjournal.com. It's all one word. And, uh, uh, I won't be posting as many updates today just because uh, we'll be celebrating my nephew's birthday this afternoon, but uh, tomorrow I'll be locked and loaded ready for this race for sure. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Uh, send our best, and uh, and we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good, Dave. Thank you. All right. John Haverlin with the CircuitJournal.com. All right, guys, that's a, that's another show. Thank you, RJ. Thank you, Dan, uh, for getting up early and coming out. We'll have a whole new show next week. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report. Here on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, Alburn's Truck and Equipment, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio, 1017, the team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it.